This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has the world's largest collection of audiobooks, as well as other spoken word content, such as Audible Originals, programs designed for and produced by Audible. Some of these are audio dramas, old school radio style, which I personally really love. Then you have podcast as well as college-level lectures and trainings. Really good stuff. Now, the book I am currently listening to, and I have found much more fascinating than I originally thought it would be, is titled Entrepreneurship the Disney Way by Michael G. Goldsby and Rob Matthews. It was It's a fairly new book. It was only published in... 2018, when Disney was still undergoing their negotiations with Fox. So, pretty recent. Now, at first, I thought this book was just going to be a biography of Walt Disney, which, in the beginning, that's what it was. However, it's not a complete and full biography but it hits the core details of why Disney became Walt Disney, as in the brand Disney, instead of just Walt the guy. Goes through his biography, but after it dies, I thought, okay, he died. End of story, right? No. I was only halfway through the book. Spoiler alert. Sorry. But it goes on to talk about what makes Disney a current juggernaut of a company and great company as it is today and i will have to say i will if you're an entrepreneur i say listen to this book if you're a leader listen to this book if you're in management of some place listen to this book it's really a good book i can highly suggest it it talks about things that i highly i've believed for years which is management should model the behavior they want their employees to do. This is just one little tidbit. And you do not become management unless you're willing to do what the employees do. So if you see a manager walking around Disney, and if you see him spot a piece of trash on the ground, he will walk over and pick up that piece of trash and throw it away. He's not going to tell an employee to go pick it up. He's not going to pawn off on someone else. He's not going to complain about it. He's just going to do it. All the management are willing and do model the behaviors they want their employees to do. They lead by example, which is something that I have always liked and have always encouraged and talked about on this podcast before. So that's just a great little tidbit in there. And they talk about things like balancing between order and chaos. You have to find the right balance there because you need the chaos. You're an entrepreneur to grow, but you don't want to go too chaotic and you blow yourself up. 
but you don't want to become so old, so much details on the on the processes and procedures and get locked in so that you can't change because that will kill your company just as easily. Really good insight. Go check it out. You can get your free copy of Disney of Entrepreneurship the Disney Way over at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B. And with that, you can sign up to get a free copy with a 30-day free trial. You get one book, you get two Audible originals, and you get access to their entire streaming library for 30 days. After 30 days, it's only $14.95 a month. And every month afterwards, you get two Audible originals, one book, and access to the streaming library. And you keep your Audible originals, and you keep your books forever. There is no commitment. You can end it at any time. And it's really, really amazing. I've had them for years. I've had like 130 odd books. I've lost track. It's amazing. And there's been times where times have been tough and I've had to stop for a while. And I was able to stop. And I can still listen to all my books. I have books from 10 years ago I can listen to. Even when I've stopped my thing, I keep the books. They stay with me. They're amazing. Go check them out. Audible.com forward slash bootstrap. Get your free book and you will help me out as well with the podcast. Thank you so much. Now, today, sorry, it got up a little bit late. It's been a little chaotic with my new job. It's been hard for me to be on time. I'm sorry, guys. I do apologize. I am very thankful for those of you that do come back and listen to this podcast. Every couple of, every two days in the week, it's been amazing. I've had a lot of special guests on. Uh, just a heads up, I am having the author of a book of the book Forty Eight Days to the Work Your Love, you lo- the Work You Love, Dan Miller. He will be coming. I'll be interviewing him on Wednesday, so hopefully, I'll have that up on Thursday. This is the guy who wrote the book that brought you this podcast because I started my own business, which led to this podcast after listening to that book. I do quote that book a lot. I talk about that book a lot. And so I'm very excited to have him coming up on the podcast here. I'll be interviewing him on Wednesday, unless there's some sort of technical difficulty. We'll get it in. And the week after that, I will have John David Mann, the co-author of The Go-Giver. So, very excited about that. And actually, in this swirl of interviewing people, I was actually interviewed. And today's podcast is the interview that occurred with me as the interviewee over on the World Balloon Network Facebook page and Facebook group. It's a lady named Diana Habasak. Habasak. I hope I pronounced that right, Diana. And she interviewed me. She runs the World Balloon News. We talked about balloons. We talked about business. We talked about proper equipment, etc. Well, you're hurt. But so without further ado, here's the interview with Diana over at World Balloon News. Welcome to World Balloon News. As I am speaking with um, Isaiah O'Connor, and he's in the Netherlands. Norway. Norway. Yes. Why do I? It, they both begin with N. That's yeah. What, that's, don't worry. 
well, you you stop over in the Netherlands on the way here, usually on the plane. So Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. You um Isaiah O'Connor runs also a podcast called Bootstraps. This is O'Connor been Bootstrap Podcast. Yep. And he and he's been doing quite well with that. Is it, didn't you say you had like thirty thousand? I peaked at like 20,000 and then I had problems with my audio quality and it dropped down to like a thousand, <laughs> but I've built it back up to around 3000. It's been pretty steady growth. Now that I have an actual, you know, podcasting mic, proper tools. Oh, so yeah. So you got to have that, that awesome equipment. Yeah, uh, my headphones went bad, and it wasn't that you you don't have to have a perfect headphones or and mic setup, but you have to have one that people can actually hear you and understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. One pad podcast showed as uploaded, and it worked on my end, but then no one could actually hear it. The actual audio, would, I had to delete the whole thing and re-upload it and delete the whole file, and then it started working again. And that's about when I started losing the subscribers again. Oh. So, so it, either that or I skated close to some political lines. So maybe that got some people angry. I don't know. I tried to avoid <laughs> politics, but then I also tried to make it very clear when business and politics clash. And I pointed out some businesses that got political and crashed because of it. Oh, and, yeah. When you, when you touch that political side of life, you've got yeah. that mix of people who, yeah. who come so, in to destroy you and come in to listen to you. So I was trying to walk the edge of explaining why it's bad to mix business and politics, my own opinion, and demonstrate some companies that mixed business and politics that wound up losing really, really big. So yeah, it's got a lot of hits on the searches, though, so I don't know. One problem is we have to figure out our algorithm so we can get individual stats for individual episodes because we have general stats. So we don't know what episodes do good, what episodes do bad. Yeah. So when you're doing, um, it's like what anything, the algorithm is always the most important thing. If you're going to do a podcast or YouTube or Twitter or mm-hmm. anything like that to build your followings, you got to find that niche where people are interested. And then you kind of reach into that line where you want to hype it up a little bit, but not cross the line and then bring in more people that that eventually find more material that you've done and and enjoy your work. Yeah, and I think the biggest part though was my business partner said, I can't hear you, dude. Like the audio quality dropped off so you couldn't hear it unless you turned it all the way up and you're in a completely quiet room. So that's what I mean by bad audio quality as in you couldn't hear me. Wow. Some And it sounded like I was recording fine, but I didn't realize my mic got a short in it. I was just using a, a headphone mic. Oh, like a phone. Oh, yeah. So, and again, this ties into having the proper equipment to use for what you're doing. Investing yeah. in something that has that ability to stand up to a lot of use. If you're using a head uh, microphone to your headset, you're constantly taking the headset down, picking it back up, and that mic could get damaged. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but you can use a laptop mic. But the thing is, I didn't realize there was damage to the headset mic. Ah. So I built yeah. up to 18,000 mainly using a laptop mic. Wow. Built in. So <laughs> you start with, but it has to be in of cheap equipment, but it has to be sufficient to a degree. It has to be good enough to do the job. Just like in balloons, 
you can start balloons as a twister, as you're primarily a twister. You can do yeah. a hand pump. Do you a remember pump. the Do you remember the ketchup bottle pump? Oh yeah, yeah. That little what? But it's a single direction stroke. Yep. That's why I started with. You know how long it takes to deal with a line of a hundred kids with a pump that's only one direction, small little. Yeah, that little hand pump. Yeah, oh, that I upgraded to my two-stroke green pump, and now I have a filbert. Yes, I have a filbert also. So I you also build your up way up. An electric pump. Yeah, I got a little electric pump too. I just never hardly use it because it only has like a two-hour battery life. If you're <laughs> <Yeah>. lucky. <laughs> I my electric pump, I use it whenever I want to spiral a 160. So the battery life oh, yeah. in it lasts for a while because. You know, I, I'm not spiraling a 160 mouth inflate. That's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, plus so. COVID, it's like, no, no. Yeah, COVID. as many people knew that I was doing mouth inflating a lot and then COVID hit. And, um, but I have had a filbert for five years. So it was crack open the filbert technically and start using that. And it's been kind of a weird switch for me. Yeah. What was the things that devastated you during COVID or what did you do to change in the COVID thing? Well, initially, I just kept trying to focus on other small businesses that were still open and running. But my biggest thing is here's something about marketing, because I'm trying to keep it for my main audience, too, since we're going to be using this on the podcast. With uh, my marketing, I had like the reverse problem of most of the people in the industry. Most of the time I see people asking, how do I get business clients? How do I land that big business? How do I get the car dealership? How do I get the mall? How do I get this? This was 90%, 80, 90% of all my income was from big business. Business that held a a big, huge event year after year, I'd be there. Lots of, uh, that was a lot of decor work. I was doing a mall. I was doing the only real private was weddings, but even then weddings is a little bit different than your small birthday party, smaller clients. Weddings are a little bit bigger. People plan on it. You have more chance of getting balloons at a wedding than balloons at a kid's birthday party, especially in Norway. I live in a completely non-saturated market. There's no real, there's not been a lot of balloons here in Norway. It's a new market. There's not a lot of competition. Problem is there's not a lot of competition. (laughs) Uh, people don't realize that imagine trying to get people to drink milk that have never drank milk before and selling it just show up in a place and try to sell milk and they've never even seen milk or coffee coffee's really bitter yeah so 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 in a way you created this market right i mean there's somewhat of a market here you have to convince people to to do something but it's just not a big birthday party market it's for, and twisting out restaurants, no one ever has done that here. That's a new thing. It's really hard to get that going. So I had all my clients were major business corporations for the large, by and large part. I had private clients as well. But another thing is you have to market to your audience and your demographic. And I market like an American to Norwegians, and Norwegians don't like American marketing. Oh, but I don't know how to market any other way than as an American with all working at Radio Shack, working with my dad. I know American marketing decently. 
And I saw someone that does social media marketing looked at my marketing and just said, dude, you market just like an American. It doesn't work here in Norway. <laughs> he goes, but to be fair, Norwegians go to America and they market like Norwegians to America and it doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, that is actually quite interesting. So coming from America to Nor Norway, learning how to introduce balloons to Norway mm. and then learning how to change your marketing strategy to fit the Norway's percep perception of marketing. Yeah. Now, balloons are unknown here. So there is a small market there. There's been on, they had them at the zoo before. They have them on the ferry from time to time. They have to teach the kids the three twist dog, throw them on the ferry. Here you go. They get paid like the equivalent of minimum wage here to go make balloons. It's around, but it's not, it, there's no culture of having people come to your house for birthday party with balloons. There's no real they, culture of doing this type of thing. So, so in a way, when they're doing a birthday party, there's no type of magician or clown or something showing not, up. Not usually. I mean, it does happen. And I've done several birthday parties. Don't get me wrong. And it's not like it's not unheard of. But it's kind of like that thing they see on TV and they might try it once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the wedding crashers. The balloon bicycle clown. Okay, I want a bicycle clown. Um, yeah, they, they see it on TV maybe and they might think about it. And nine times, you've probably seen it. I work with balloons. Hot air balloons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all filled with all sorts of hot air. Yes. Or helium. Well, when I was mouth inflating, it was definitely hot air, but that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when I said that mouth inflating. With the um, the changes and everything going on, the impact that all of us entertainers have had or decor people have had. The uh, We just going to have to continue with our regular. The uh, stream disconnected on us. Okay. So, so the. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Well, whatever. Well, we can throw that up afterwards. No problem. Anyway, we'll continue. The the point of doing the crash that we got hit with and the alternatives that we had to come up with, what types of alternatives did you do to change your marketing or did you have to make things run in a in a different way for your balloons? Well, um, it's really hit us really hard here in Norway. There is a balloon community here. There's a Qualtex community. There's a, a Gimmer, Gimmer, however you pronounce it. The Jamar? Jamar. Yeah. Uh, community here. I know most of the people here in the balloon community through all the events and stuff. And a couple of the guys that had a, multiple employees, fairly large company. They were even hiring a year or so ago. Or two years ago now at this point, 2019, they were hiring, went out of business. Wow. Uh, a few of them stopped business altogether. The ones that have survived are the ones with the shop because people see it. It's right there. So they have shops. People walk in. And a shop has been really helpful here because you don't have to market your shop as much as you do when you no one sees you. And then oh, and having to... When you, all your marketing is online and you're not there physically, whereas they walk by the shop, hey, there's a balloon, and they can just walk in and they'll 
drop 20 bucks on a bouquet right then and there and walk off with it. They get, you get a uh, spontaneous buy, impulse buying at a shop so that you can keep some flow there. A lot lower, but they do. Uh, my biggest thing that saved my hide is running. We both are Dave Ramsey fans. I only have one debt in my business, and that's a tax debt because my accountant sucks. <laughs> I really want to fire my accountant. They're probably the worst accountant on the planet. Oh, boy. I only, yeah. I only have yeah, one I problem. That. I only have one problem. It's me. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fire yourself. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't, I, I didn't figure out. So it's time to hire a CPA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for like $50 an hour, which I can't afford. That's true. They, I, I, I do I'm, have a CPA. Um, plus, I also have counting background. So when I drop my stuff off to the CPA, he's like, I can't believe you organized every single thing. And I was like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. It's like my one event I got this year were some guys that were in the event industry and in 2017-ish, they retired. They just got tired of doing events and uh-huh. they were very nice. They gave me all their balloon equipment that they have. So I got like uh, balloon lights for balloons, like actual light bulbs in. Oh, nice. That you can put the light bulb in, put the three foot on and then actually inflate through the light. It's a one way valve. Okay. Now, I I need a link to that. Where did that is amazing? I don't know. I haven't even really messed with that much because half the time I just throw a um, LED. A blinker. Yeah. yeah. Although that would have been better on uh, some other ones where somebody popped all the balloons and sold my blinkers out because it was on the street and oh, the client was yeah. like, "They're not blinking anymore. Can you replace the balloons?" I'm like, "It's not my fault." Three thousand <laughs> drunk teenagers popped them. What do you expect's going to happen? <laughs> It was a beach party. It was a techno rave concert beach party with like 10,000 drunk teenagers and 20-somethings. What do you think is going to happen? That actually sounds kind of fun to watch. Be like, okay, what are these guys going to do next? Yeah, pretty Um, much. But but these guys went into the construction, and they're, they're running one of the most successful construction firms that has been growing and making a lot of money this year. Even last year, they've been going good. And so when they come to me, okay, you know the average client. Can mm-hmm. I get these five demi or organic demi arches plus a balloon clown and a big giant balloon column organic with a giant balloon on top with a happy birthday, my sweet darling from your parents and godmother text on this side. And our budget is $5. Oh, like, $5. Yeah. Or even 50 bucks or 10 bucks or something like that. Yeah, no, that doesn't even cover the cost of balloons. Well, with these guys, they're like, um, can you just do two columns and fill the boss's office up with a bunch of balloons? I'm like, okay. I think I filled like something like three, 400 balloons in there. Office nice. inflated and tossed them in. And like, okay, how much? And just, just send us the bill for whatever that cost. I'm like, okay, 500 bucks. Okay, no problem. Plus tax. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I, so, yeah, yeah. I just which I which is approximately with labor and balloons and everything that's my going rate but they're just like fine every time like okay how much is it okay here's our budget what can you do okay whatever's the easiest for you okay there you go because they're in the 
I would love to fill an office full of 400 balloons. That'd be a fun one. My my challenge is possibly filling the trampoline because I have a net around the trampoline is filling the trampoline full of balloons. Yeah. One problem is about trampolines. I did my first kind of sort of decor work for a birthday party as a twister with no clue about decor. Yeah. And I was had all my balloons laying on the trampoline in the sun. And that black thing on the trampoline pops yeah. them like crazy. The black mat oh. on the trampoline pops them. So do it in the winter have- at night. Just not in the daytime because you're just not in the hot sun. Okay, good, good point. Maybe I should run a sprinkler underneath it so it'll keep it wet and cool. Maybe. Yeah, but, but anyway, um, the challenge is to fill that thing up. But that yeah, would be but challenges to the business. I had a one-two punch though. I lost my biggest client in 2019. Oh wow! I had a mall who, on the surface, they said it was mainly for environmental issues because of our lovely environmental friends out there. Yes, but realistically they're losing money hand over fist because they're a mall they overbuilt it right at the time when malls started going into decline they just finished the additional wing just as the internet started taking off yeah so primarily budgetary concerns but they were worth about a thousand dollars a month on average yeah every month and then they dropped down six hundred dollars a month and then they went to a thousand dollars for the whole year in 2019 Wow. And they were representing about 80% of my bud, of my income. So when I lost them, fortunately, I had only lost about 40% of my income from them because I developed my business out. I did a whole podcast on it called All Your Eggs in One Basket because I knew this was nice, but I couldn't be counting on this forever. <laughs> That, that is the key point, is, is not having your eggs in all-in-one basket um, to diversify your portfolio of skills and um, going out to be able to use those, those pictures to grasp other people to come into your business and be more versatile. Yeah, and different markets because I started trying to figure out a way to get into the private market. So I started doing more weddings and I just did a massive wedding show with 500 people there. And now wow. about 500 people, there was one groom and the rest were brides, which was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how many brides are here? Yay! How many groups <laughs> are here? One guy stood up. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. We, we stuck a bunch of helium balloons to the bridal's veil, bridal veil and had it floating around behind them. Yeah. They'd done that the year before and they used a lot of them, but they were barely holding up. So I said, okay, let's try to do this with 16 inch instead, which I think I overdid it just a wee bit because of, we only use five or six 16 inches, but because they're 16 inch, I forgot how much more volume they have, how much more lift they have. Yeah. So it came out, it was almost lifting it off her head. <laughs> <laughs> the effect though was really, really cool. I'll, I'll upload it to um, to uh, my page again, so you guys can. I'll upload it to World Balloon News afterwards, so you guys can take a look at it. It was really be, cool. I thought the effect came out really nicely. I just have to do. I think I have to run it through my uh, editing software and mute it because yeah. there's a copyrighted song in there, and Facebook picks it up and goes, "Meh." Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, you'll have to mute it, but. <laughs> You could always use a. You could always use something. Anyway, for the I do have to run. My family is here now. 
Okay. And Say it's going to be that. a great podcast. It's been kind of all over the place. We'll try this again sometime. Try to get more on. Talk to you later. Oh, I'm excited. Thanks, Isaiah. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was my interview with Diana over at the World Balloon Network. And we did run into some technical difficulties, so it cut down our interview time by a good amount, but we did eventually figure most of them out. And hopefully we will be able to do this again sometime. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll have her as an actual guest on the podcast here. We shall see. Now remember that all goes well, Lord willing. On Thursday, we will be having my interview with Dan Miller, the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Dan Miller and his book have greatly impacted me, helped me start my own business to begin with, which led to this podcast. So this is one of the two guys most directly responsible for this podcast. So I'm very excited. The only guy who's more responsible, in a way, is Dave Ramsey which I'm trying to get through to, and maybe I can get him on, maybe not. We'll see. I'm trying. But I heard about Dan Miller through Dave Ramsey, and the rest they say is history. All goes well. I will be having him on on Wednesday. I'm doing an interview with him, which I will be uploading for Thursday. I'm very excited about that. And the following week, I will be having, again, John David Mann, the other author of The Go giver. Very excited about this lineup, and I still have a surprise guest that I'm hoping to get on in the near future. Who that is, how important they are, well, you will see. Okay, anyway, talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.